0: It's Thursday.
1: It's noon. Oh, man. It's time for We Go. We're here. Hey! on <laughs> WHPK88.5, airgoradio.com. I'm Daniel Bowden-Kisslinger. I'm Damon Alexander-Williams, and I am so happy to be
0: here, man. Uh, got, got some things going on this week. Um, today, there will be a toy drive in honor of Ronald Johnson with uh, his mother, Dorothy Holmes, um,
1: in, at his elementary school in Inglewood. Or let's see what else This has been a great week For art So Sunday I know There's Well let's start with Friday um, Tomorrow At the Poetry Foundation A bunch of the folks Actually you've heard On this show so far um, Make up the Dark Noise Collective uh, And they're doing A great reading All together in one place Tomorrow night I believe it's free. It's at like 7 o'clock. But Dark Knights Collective at the Poetry Foundation, that's going to be crazy. Also, my birthday. I'm very excited. Hey, Tia. Um, And then Sunday, Dame, I know you're involved in a show happening that night. Uh, yeah, but the, um, oh man, yeah. dang, that's this Sunday? Yeah. Oh man. You got some work to do.
0: <laughs> I'm tripping. Yeah, there's like a big event. Uh, Stay 773 up on Belmont. Into Silence 2. We did this last year, um, kind of in the wake of this new resistance post Ferguson. And like there's been a year of the work happening in Chicago. So all the poets and rappers are going to be there. It's going to be a great show. We're also going to be collecting more to- toys. Uh, for this holiday toy drive in honor of Ronnie Mann. Uh, also Saturday, April Fool's is performing at the Green Room
1: with the Blipsters comedy people. Oh, very cool. And then after that, or, I'm telling you guys. You're it's not, a good week. It's you a good week for community events. No bro. time to go home. you just event to event, and you're good to go. Um, And then the last thing is after the Sunday gig, uh, Smino who and uh, Monty Booker True. and John Doe, right down the block from Stage 773 at Shuba's, uh, doing Black Jupiter Live. That's Smino's project, Black Jupiter. It's incredible. I've been listening to it on repeat. The only thing that interrupted me out of that was a uh, music by our very special guest, who's here today. Yeah, yeah. Um, ladies and gentlemen, this dude is one of uh, my favorite MCs and educators and mentors and figures in this community. One of my favorite wow. people. man. Yeah, just just just, good, just, just good, good, good people. Thank you guys. Thank you, thank you. Give it up for. Def C. Yeah, yeah, Thank yeah, yeah, What's bro, bro, on? bro. Hello, Ergo Radio. What's, What's up, poppin'? Man? What's going on? So a very important question, just to get up off top. Just It sets the tone, I think, for the rest of the episode. <laughs> Are we going to refer to you by your government or by your rap name? Which would you prefer? Uh,
2: you can call me Adam. You could call me Def. It actually used to really bug me when people called me Def or Def C instead of Adam. Really? Like, yeah, it used to bother me. Well, it, who,
0: in what context I, and why?
2: I, I mean, because I've always, I guess, in some form or another, been an angsty person so it was especially bad when i was a teenager as it is with all teenagers you know what i'm saying (laughs) and so uh it always used to be like i got so i got really good at rapping and then after a while, it, it kind of became like, oh no, like people only want me to be a rapper. They don't want me to be a human being or mm. blase blah. So it was just like the dehumanization call me. of the rap. Yeah, yeah. You. Yeah, which is, you know, nonsense. <laughs> but, uh, and so now I wear hats with my rap name on them <laughs> uh, and expect them to call me by my government name. We're talking cop
1: on Bandcamp, cop on his Yeah, yeah. DefC.bandcamp.com. Yeah,
2: defce <laughs> Bandcamp.com. Actually, the merch. Can I still tell a story? the story of the merch? Talk about the merch. Yeah. So the merch. Uh, so, Daniel was there at my uh, listening party on Saturday.
1: Because I cared. Saturday <laughs> night, because he cares. Uh,
2: and also because my brother went to college would have paid him a substantial amount of money to be there. Uh, but, no. So, I, I go and, uh, you know, I'm performing. And we're about to call up my last guest, uh, who was Rach Jackson, was the last special guest to Yay. come up. So, I, I, had, uh, th- I had four students perform, or three students perform. Two of them are current students. One of them's a former student. I'm gonna do George Michael, uh, FKA Slick G, get up there and perform. And then right as Rach was about to go on, she brought my girlfriend up there. Shout out to my girlfriend, Aww. uh, Christina, who's in Harrisburg, Pennsylvania. I love you, baby. Anyway, hey, uh, anyway, yeah. Hey, what's going on? What's going on? Smooth guy. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, only on the radio. And so, um, so uh, Rach gets up there and she brings my girl up, and my girl uh, announces that she'd been planning since October. To have Def C hats made and sold with the express reason being uh, to start like a fund for my music. Because I've been paying out of pocket all right. these years. And I, I haven't sold any products since I was 17. Like right. The last thing I sold with Def C on it was my first album I put out when I was in high school. So... Um, she put the hats together she collaborated with Mudda goose meredith Mudda goose stein uh, shout out Mudda goose. goose uh so she put together the leather patches and then um my brother aaron's girlfriend hannah stitched them all on and then uh we they had them at the release and everybody and got know. one. This and was, i had no idea had, this was going on i had zero i had zero idea like she would be talking to people on the phone and then look at me and like be like, "Are you listening to my conversation?" Because i would be right <laughs> next to her. You know what I'm saying? And I'd be like, "Yeah, I can, I can hear you." And then she sent me in the other room. I thought it was about like the holidays.
1: You had like your suspicion she was planning an assassination. <laughs> yeah, no, exactly, Talk exactly. Face, you know what I'm cream. saying?
2: Yeah, it was bad. It was bad. That's I was hearing clicks club. on my phone. Uh, but yeah, <laughs> no.
1: So she sold
2: them there for ten, and you can get them on Defce. It's spelled D E F C E E. Dot You can get a hat for twelve dollars. And if you get a hat, it comes with a free album. And we're down to like our last forty hats. Uh, so, Buy a hat, man! Yeah, not get a only
0: they actually is nice. It' like a nice hat, and you need hats, right? Like it's cold. Yeah, it's in this very city. cold, and these are very uh, warm hats. But you are also supporting art and supporting good people. So go get a hat, Def yeah. C. Please, Def C
2: Nation. Please do. Yes.
0: So, listening party. That means we have we have
1: an album. Project. We have so an I, album. Yeah, damn dropped,
2: near grown. Yes, my second solo album. I just dropped it on Monday.
1: Wow. How's how's the
2: week, man? This is like your like your
0: birthday week, kind It's of it. it's it is get, yo, for, but for real, like a surprise party, like and, and gifts. Saturday
2: felt like my birthday for real. Uh, Saturday was like my real life birthday, and then Monday was like my social media birthday, because like I had like I was getting love from like a lot of so like the usual suspects. People tend to to like show loves like uh Ben from These Days and Brent. They tend to show love. One nineteen, um. Shy City Hip Hop. Like, these are the blogs that tend to. And then Fake Shore ran with it, which is pretty cool. Shouts out to Andrew at Fake Shore. I was really pleasantly surprised by that just because, you know, when you're not on somebody's radar and you don't have a PR person, you don't expect to hit a big blog like that. But dude is clearly about the work, which I really appreciated. So he posted the album. And then, you know, uh, people say no one will buy anything that's for sale. Like, people won't buy music anymore. (laughs) And, you know, I've actually been. The album. That first day sold a lot more than I anticipated. Like, well, which I've, been, really cool. I've been
1: meaning to ask you since we had you up here, can I just like hold like 20 bucks? 20 <laughs>
2: bucks on- <laughs> it's not that much money, bro. I'll let you like hold a hat. You got to give it back, though. <laughs>
0: <laughs> That's what's up. So, so, so damn near grown. Do you like, are you feeling like an adult? Is, is, that, is that what this it, moment is? A little bit. Or, I feel or like, are you
2: still like hesitant to claim it. But... Well, I mean, I heard biologically that it, that, uh, you know, the human brain stops changing in your mid-20s. Uh, and I'm in my mid-20s, so I feel like I'm set in certain ways. and other ways, I'm still growing. Like, I'm still working on that. But I feel like where I was when I started making it when I was 19 versus where I am now when I'm 26, like, very different. I feel much more, more mature. I pay my own phone bill. You know what I'm saying? Like, s- things like that, like, pragmatic adult things yeah. that I have to do now. Yeah.
0: So it's a seven a seven-year process. What's, like... I'm sure it's like no full songs, but what's like the oldest piece that is like oldest line, oldest verse, oldest oldest hook that's on the album, right? That you've been living with for the longest.
2: Uh, Rakim told me uh, I got that beat in 08. Wow. Yeah. (laughs) From a dude named uh, Drop Beats. Shouts out to Drop Beats. But he sent me a pack of... uh, I was in Madison for... I was in the first wave spoken word program, mm-hmm. which paid my way through four years of school at Wisconsin, which is pretty great. Shouts out to First Wave. Uh, and while I was there, I really didn't have any producers to work with. And uh met this dude named Dario because we had a lot of mutual friends. And dude hooked me up with like a whole pack of beats because he had no rappers he was working with. Right. And so he met me, and you know, I'm all right. So he gave me a, a few beats off the cuff. And I still, I think I still have that pack somewhere that he sent me was of, this like of beats. On-
0: Oh A, is this like a hard copy disc, Oh no, right? look, bro, right. I'm not that right. old. You know what oh, no, saying? I'm saying? I'm old. Uh, he o- sent a. me an email. Okay. All right? There was an email. He email sent
2: about. me an email. <laughs> and the email had like a few beats in it, which was pretty cool. The reason and, the
1: project took so long to make was because you had to wait for the dial-up to download <laughs> all <those>
2: this. Wait, <laughs> right, exactly. I had to wait for the dial up. Yes. <laughs> yeah. Thank you, Daniel. Yeah. Appreciate that. I'll be here
1: all out. <laughs> um, but so going back, you know, those seven years, what are a couple things you feel like seven years ago, Adam? didn't know as an artist and as a person that like, maybe you don't regret not knowing them, but you look back, you're like, wow, this is just a different way of thinking. Or 26-year-old Adam would give 19-year-old Adam this
2: Uh, advice. All right. So there's the pragmatic advice of saving money. Okay. Like I probably would have told me to open... A savings account, because there are a lot of responsibilities that I didn't have to take care of back then that I do have to take care of now. Nate told me
1: the same thing yesterday. After this, I'm going to go get a bank account. I, 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 need, I need a savings account. Yeah.
2: <laughs> like, a, a savings, like a savings account is really in like, you know, not to speak on. I know people who have multiple savings accounts who are younger than me. And like the idea that this is a savings account for this. This is a savings account for this. And then this is a savings account you do not touch. You're just putting money away and then you don't know what it's for, but you're not gonna touch it. You're just gonna mm-hmm. keep putting money away. I'd say that as a rapper, it would be to take more responsibility for yourself and your career. Cause once you're nineteen, and then the other thing too is like I moved to Madison, which is mm-hmm. only two and a half hours away. But this is like around the time so I came up in this crew, of, you know, like this crew of rappers it was like me, it was Nate, it was uh um you know, Sharif and Lamon and mm-hmm. the Tomorrow Kings guys were a bit on the older end of that spectrum. but and
0: Sky Mob was kind of a little bit...
2: Yeah, well, they, Sky Mob wasn't even an idea yet at this right. point. So okay. uh, this is like late high school. And there are a bunch of us who rapped, but it was just as... It was like that awkward phase between when the physical world of selling rap music... In the digital world of selling and promoting rap music started to like streamline because mm. I'd say it's it's probably more seamlessly streamlined now than it was back then.
1: Definitely. So
2: it was like you're still trying to sell your CD to people, but it's still oversaturated. You're like still in an oversaturated market where everybody has physical product. And then this is around the time people really started figuring out how to finesse the Internet and get on. And Chicago back then, there was no, there weren't really a lot of crews or clicks. It was like still much more difficult to find venues, to rock house parties, to like do what you needed to do apart from go to open mics and perform to try and make those connections. So like Nate and Lamar and DLP were the first group I really knew who were like around my age who were throwing their own shows. Everybody else was in their early to mid 20s.
1: Did you ever do the uh, "Yo, you like hip hop" move on the street with the CD? <laughs> no, I
2: didn't. But I did sell. Because so I, I could
1: see you thinking about doing. I,
2: yeah, no, nah, I can't. But like, I'm too socially awkward to like walk up <laughs> yeah, to yeah, somebody yeah. I do not know <laughs> and be like, "Yo, you like rap music?" And then wait for the response to like this very large bearded white man uh, asking him. Because you know, I'd instantly believe they're the feds. Anyway. <laughs> So uh, I sold it, my my brother, my little brother sold it at their middle school. Like they wow. just took copies and sold it for me, which <laughs> is pretty so cool. <laughs> so they took copies and they sold it for me. And then um, uh, I sold it at like the graduation barbecue for OPRF. Mm-hmm. But it was like, um, I would sell it and it would be like, if you don't have it, that's fine. I just want you to have it. Right. And I give it out. But it was like real YCA uh, used to do this thing where if you graduated out of the Saturday program, they would pay to have your chat book printed, and I said, could you guys pay to get my CDs pressed up mm. as an alternative? And they had all but like a little bit of money, um, and my parents paid the difference, and I was able to pay them back in like two weeks.
1: Mm. off the the sales off the sales yeah super off the hand-to-hand sales which is pretty cool um that's like the best reason that's a good lesson good reason to have multiple siblings so so that they can sell each other's (laughs) mixtapes.
2: exactly exactly i I have my my workers out there at the high school (laughs) the middle school hustling my mixtape uh but yeah like i i think uh the other lesson would be just take more control when you're displaced when you don't have that network anymore you kind of got to build your own and you got to be out there and uh it's hard though. It's hard to figure that out um, without learning from your mistakes. So I had to make a lot of mistakes to get there. So I would. I would that's the other thing I would tell young Adam. You know.
0: Right. Well, right. Well, let's uh, let's hear some Def C for all those who are not in tune with the homie. He's been doing this for a long time, and he's uh, he's good at rapping. Am I right. You know, you're, you're good
2: at raps. Yeah. Buddy. man. you. Thank
0: you. you, thank you, thank you thank can you. rap well. So thank this you. joint is called Noir. Yeah. yeah
2: we gonna get it going.
0: Ergo Radio. Def C. What up?
2: The kids that lit match in a paper city trying to keep a fresh lining in my taper crispy We even can't get tipsy like rum raisin Vagrists to tenement, sailors, misery Filling up vacants like tagger names Major lasers and dagger stains Shifty eye chitter chatter was keeping Adam trained Like he dragging chains on this battered frame I was even tuned to the drops In the eye of a passing rain. Cracking cane, smacking piff, jacking sips Off a of yak and threatening cheekbones My knuckles tatted with Trapper shit brothers keep us tatted. Quick as the Joker cackle Shattering Adam's apples with they shackled wrists Seen this from my homeboy's crib Wrote like we cloned from one of Tolstoy's ribs On some crime and punishment Stroll to parole Man, it's cold in the gold Brushes snow from our clothes My life's a fallen building and I slang a jealous smile and our world is flat as fuck, cause it don't look no better round. When my partners ain't had options, so they cases fed around. Plus they came home on probation and refused to settle down. My buddies in the army had some problems readjusting. Either wrestle with the ether or we boxing with a substance. Split a bottle, hit the blunt. Talked about washing the blood inside of they best homies' helmet till they lost half of their stomach. Students puffy useless, show up pine, talking stupid. Getting kicked about they schooling with screw face so they ain't losing. Try to teach them myself, but I was talking to they ruins. Couldn't hear what I said over the sound of they on bruises. Cooling with tobacco on my fingertips. Spitting hits of smoke about my thickened lips. Tripping off some wickedness. Had me feeling sick and twisted like a fucking scissor kick. In the mirror, seen the faces of people I was chilling with.
0: We're back. What's up, FCC? We here. <laughs> We're, We're here. We're here with Def C. The FCC,
2: FCC what's good. FCC, He's we
0: good. got beef. Oh, real quick. Uh, Shout out Brown's Chicken, right? Brown's Chicken Yeah, Brown's Chicken tonight.
2: Tonight. just, hey, hey, look, YCA, <laughs> whoever you got working there that also runs Brown's Chicken social media account. <laughs> Favorited my album yeah. so that means that i'm entitled to a lifetime of free chicken at brown's chicken we
0: also need to get brown's chicken followers up how yeah ba- we do. do you guys
2: only have 69 uh yeah. followers well, maybe that was intentional yeah maybe it was they might be really silly over an immature social media intern <laughs> but they're but they're only following 25 people so like you said earlier the daniel ratio. like you know the ratio is right so you know, much the ratio is
0: important. about right yeah. Then the yeah. quantity of followers is your ratio. follow Ratio following. and quality
1: of those followers.
0: Exactly. Yes. And
1: yes. the quality of the projects that you tweet out. Also, yes, also exactly. shout out, shout out <laughs>
0: to you, because this is a big week for you, right? Like you got, you got oh, a big, yeah. big day
1: coming up. Yeah. Big days. So oh. You know what I'm saying? So, <laughs> so we had your beat. how'd you turn it? So I'm turning 24 oh, okay. tomorrow. Bang. Um but I did what? realize yesterday, this is funny, that uh yesterday was also a very important anniversary for me. What? it marks seven years since uh, little Daniel lost his virginity. Hey! <laughs> Yo. <laughs> Yo.
2: We said <laughs> we will not going to talk about that
0: on the radio, B. That's a celebratory occasion, man. So I'm not seven gonna give you, years of the
1: game. I'm not going to give strong. you the play-by-play. I think that that's unnecessary. Not, Thank you. Thank I, I insist. Thank you, sir.
0: I insist. In the, I, 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 insist no. right. I
1: insist no. I insist no. Picture it? this. 108th Street in Amsterdam. <laughs> 4.30 in the afternoon. All right. No. That's all, right. all I'm going to give. But I will say, <laughs> afterwards, I left, and uh, as a birthday present, I went to see a Broadway show, Spring Awakening, with my father. So I think that's a metaphor. I think I
0: contain multitudes. That's what that means. <laughs> was it like, was this then a birthday gift?
1: The the play or the sex? Both. Oh, man, this is so bad. Um, <laughs> this is so wrong. I mean, we'd have to ask her. I'm not saying her okay, name on the radio. I, right. I don't have many limits. She might just be kind. Yeah, she might have just been kind. <laughs> shouts, out, shouts out to you. Uh, and Adam, and, oh, let's so, <laughs> I don't want to go in full details, but uh, roughly how many years? <laughs> <laughs> you know what? We're not going to talk
2: about that on the radio. <laughs> not gonna do it because I have students who might or might not be listening. A to Great this transition. That's right actually now. what I was yeah, talking about. Yeah, all right, like,
0: cool. Thank as God. we're talking about losing virginity yeah, wow, and, and coming of age, <laughs> let's go. Please. Let's go to your
2: students. Bro. Please <laughs> never, please never say any of those <laughs> phrases connected in the same sentence ever again. <laughs> nah, but, but, I, but I think uh what is
0: like <laughs> most... to
1: your principal who's listening yeah, yeah. right exactly <laughs> i
0: think what is what is
1: like and goodbye
0: series, health insurance you know what i'm saying <laughs> on a, a serious though, i think um what is most like special about you as a person and then also your art um is like your commitment to teaching mm-hmm. um and, and and your journey to now being like a full-time teacher in a high school right your high school yeah uh so 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 what w- What what do you teach? What's that? How's that go? So,
2: uh, me and my boss teach a uh, spoken word curriculum. So we go into English classes five. We go into like different English classes every week. So like we'll teach uh, multiple teachers entire sections of English for a week. So we do four days of skill building and personal narrative development, and then on the fifth day we do a read around. So that can be. Either uh, we do this thing called uh, Cafe, where we go around and all the kids read at least one of the poems they've written for homework that week. And then uh, for the sophomores, we do a slam. And then we do uh, sophomore slam semifinals. That's That's and then dumb. we do sophomore slam finals as well. So, like, the kids, if you get to the sophomore slam finals, you get to, like, read in front of at least a thousand people, um, which is, like, how many kids are in. Because Oak Park such a big high school. Right. So the individual classes are huge.
3: I'm so sorry. that's what
2: the kids get to read in front of, which is like the most nerve wracking thing they've ever done, but also pretty amazing. And I think what it what it can do for like some kids who might be more introverted, is kind of bring bring them out of their shell a little bit uh, and encourage them to be more outgoing. So, so I know
0: you, uh, you know, teach a lot through like the hip hop aesthetic and you know through a hip hop lens and through a you know the the the, the poetic lens in general. Um, how how does that experience of like giving it maybe to someone for the first time or like helping someone grow into their art affected your work?
2: Um, I, I think it's like, so A, as a poet and as a rapper, like I have to write examples for all the prompts so that the kids know how it's done. So it keeps me writing a lot. And then it also makes me think about the fundamentals of writing in general, like across the board, that could be short stories, poems, raps. And then how do I apply it in each of those mediums? So uh, one of the lessons we teach is about verb choice, like how can you find interesting action words, Mm. like action words are the muscle of the poem, right, Uh, is one of the uh, things my boss came up with.
0: My notebook out. Yeah. So like, how do
2: I, how do I like find my action words (laughs) up? And he, uh, he got corrected. Shouts out to Peter Kahn, who's my boss and has been Mm -hmm. my mentor my whole life since i was or at least my whole life since i was 14. wow uh, that's beautiful by the way yeah and he's my boss now which is amazing um and he got me this job which is awesome uh and he said you know this is a dude who saved my life because i didn't really have direction until doing this and so like my job when i was coming out of high school that was the inspiration for me wanting to teach or wanting to be a mentor was my mentor mm. and so what that meant was Uh, at first it was like going into school of ed and then, uh, quickly, like my grades kind of disqualified me from that because UW's school of education is really competitive. And then, and I didn't do well in college. And then, uh, once I got out of college, YCA gave me a job. And then from there, um, the guy who had my job before me was kind enough to offer the job to me because he was, he just finishing school education, his master's. So he had to go student teach. He wouldn't be able to teach there, but the kids knew me. So, uh. They got me the job, so it's pretty great. This is my dream job. You know what I mean? It's awesome. That's beautiful.
1: So I heard you say this over the weekend, but and you just said it again um, that you know this work and specifically Peter saved your life. What do you mean by that exactly? Because it's it's kind of a common refrain in hip hop, and I think sometimes it gets overplayed. But I'm curious in your particular instance, like what does that mean? Well, uh, I didn't
2: like myself at all when I was in middle school. Like I had pretty terrible self esteem issues. I had ADD, which impacted negatively impacted how i worked in class which also didn't help my self-esteem issues and i was like a pretty angry kid like Mm -hmm. i got picked on a lot when i was younger and i was never like i've never been a super physically aggressive person or violent person so that was just out of the question even though i'm a bigger dude and i've always been a bigger dude like i never got the urge to like punch somebody who was mocking me you know what i mean Just because not that's who not who i was back then but now uh, they can
1: get those hands but now yeah now i'm a little now
2: I, my patience is a little shorter i can assert i'm much more assertive now uh so yeah i mean uh writing raps and writing poems just kind of helped me organize my thoughts in a way that they weren't organized in my head and also if you look at the research writing poetry helps people feel better emotionally as well as yeah. psychologically so uh and physically as well you know like how when you cry you know what i'm saying like it, yeah. You feel f- better physically afterward. And so that's kind of what writing is as well. So
0: that's what's up. I, I have this um, this idea that like living and loving are synonyms. Um, so if you're not loving life or loving yourself, like that's not actually, like even if you're breathing and walking, that's not living. So it sounded like you're saying like it helped you love yourself. Yeah.
2: Better. And I mean, just it gave me something to, uh, it gave me something I was good at that I could feel confident in that wasn't really, uh, that I didn't really have before. And it gave me something to work on, and it it distracted me, like, I think my whole life, whenever I work, it just distracts me from things that depress me. And so, like, it gave me something to focus on and work on. And then once people in my life I respected and looked up to started showing me love for it, it kinda pushed me to get better and better.
1: It's also cool to have the thing that's the distraction be something that's simultaneously forcing you to reflect. Yeah. Like, I think a lot Mm. of the things that turn into distractions, whether it's, you know, other kinds of workaholic work or like drugs or whatever it is for people that exercise, whatever it is, um, they don't actually, like they can be an escape, but Mm. they can't force you to go in at the same time. And that's one of the cool things about art. I mean, I think that's the role that it serves for a lot of people, especially when in your art you're engaging with things that might leave you crying at the end of the day, you know?
2: Yeah. And I think that kind of self-reflection kind of helped me as a person where I I now have that internal monologue that's like a little bit easier to to like listen to and interact with about how I'm how like I handle myself, you know, and how I carry myself through life versus um, before where it all kind of was just the jumble because I wasn't putting anything down on paper. True. Uh, You mentioned um, growing up with ADD and I've heard you talk about this a lot and I've
0: heard you talk about you know, being the medication yeah. from it, and then and then getting off of that. How how did like, you know, being prescribed things that then make you focus mm-hmm. um, affect not only your development, uh, but you know, I'm sure you wrote a lot of raps. I uh, did. Uh, hey man, sure a stack, sure like, like <laughs> stack of notebooks, thousands and thousands of verses.
2: The stack of notebooks the size of like two wedding cakes. You know what, <laughs> what I'm saying? Uh, it was
1: um, damn bars. Like it them.
2: was it, yo. I was writing a lot. Like I would I would write a lot, and then like I'd also edit and stitch things together. So like, that's what it did for like, so the first year I was on it, I got on Adderall in 2000 when I was in the sixth grade. I think that was like the wow. first semester of the sixth grade. And it was cause I was the oldest child. So my parents were like seeing me mess up in school. They were seeing, I didn't feel, feel good about myself. They saw how that impacted. And when you're a parent, like you genuinely just want your kid to be okay. Yeah. Like you don't, you don't like to see your kid in any kind of pain or suffering. So they took me to the therapist and that's what the therapist recommended. Like, misinformation. Is and, right. And so the, and it, Maybe. and it and Maybe. it worked Maybe. it worked a little bit at first and it and I was at first I was resistant but then eventually it was just kind of like nah like cuz I thought it was going to change who I was entirely and it it didn't really it kind of just activated this one part of my brain that you know forced me to work over and over and over again like it really is like it's like how the limitless pill feels
0: that's what I always feels. say that's what I always say it's <laughs> how the
2: limitless pill pill feels like not how the limitless pill acted but yeah. like how it feels is like you're capable of anything. Yeah. Um, and so I wrote a lot in that first like year I was on it. I like got on honor roll, which I'd never come close to before. Like I did really well. So that was like the placebo effect. And then once I got used to the medication, you start upping the dosage. And then uh, really I started it, it positively impacted the things I wanted to do, like rap and poetry or like watch television or write or talk, whatever, or like study rap. But, when it came back to schoolwork, like it wasn't really helping that much anymore, and the only response was like, "Well, maybe it's because the dosage is wearing off too quickly, so and you know like i I don't think I even saw the harm in it really until about a year or two ago, and then, if you read the research on it, like so it's used to be a diet pill in the sixties. Mm. Adderall started off as a diet yeah, pill, so that's why like when all. you take Adderall, your appetite goes away because it was an appetite suppressant in its original form, Wow. Uh so I lost I would like go on Adderall and I'd lose uh a lot of weight really quickly. And um I thought it was because I had a growth spurt and it was really just because like you know, like I didn't I wasn't eating, eating, eating anything. Yeah. And it uh it also uh believe it or not, like it decreases your height. And I'm I'm six <laughs> yeah. I'm six five and a half. For those of you who <laughs> Yo, can't word, word, yeah. were can't see me, so it. like I might be like six eight. I might yeah, have been. You were, six, you were projected eight or to six, be eight nine. Foot five. Yeah,
0: exactly. And then when I was on that, <laughs> yeah, because Adol- you're not you're not the tallest in your family neither. Nah,
2: right? Gabe, my my baby brother is. I'm I'm the second tallest. Okay, my baby brother's the tallest, and then my brother Aaron, who uh, Damon Daniel both went to school with. Shout Shots out to Aaron. <laughs> uh, is the shortest and I, I remind him of that all the time and he's what six four he's six five so i'm six five and a half oh, and he's shit. six five so i always say six five and a half because Aaron needs to know his place <laughs> you know what that's, i mean
1: that's really important and i think <laughs> just going back from one second i mean yeah, we've yeah. talked a bunch on the show about ideas of like self-care and how you take care of yourself mm-hmm. and i also think like as someone who um you know i haven't interacted with uh you know meds like that it's very easy to dismiss and be like nah it's this you know conspiracy and I do think like it's over prescribed and we don't know the effects and all that stuff Mm -hmm. Um, but it is also important to recognize like there are so many people who it helps them like make it through the day so it's a balancing act and there's no perfect pill that cures everything but like Mm -hmm. is there anything that you feel like today you wouldn't have gotten to without it Uh, you know I think it helped me
2: Put things together really quickly in my head, um, and I think now like I can still do that. Um, there, Anybody can catch it in the cipher. Yeah, <laughs> but I mean, even then, like it did, it never helped that. Like Adderall never helped me freestyle well because I was always like thinking too much. Mm. I was always like overthinking.
1: Right, you kind of need the opposite. <laughs> yeah, like exactly. your mind has to be able to jump. I need super to faster. be
2: totally blank. I need to not be able to think of anything. Um, and then with. Um, you know, it did help my grades and it did help me study and it did like push me to do a whole bunch of stuff. Uh, and then when I went off it, so I went off it twice. I went off of it uh, in 2010, 2009, and I uh, it I got depressed for a while because that's the effect. That's you're like right. one of the side effects is if you're on it a while, A, the, the come down from Adderall is terrible because you makes you get like really irritable and you whoever's around, that's who you take it out on. So the uh, come down is really bad. And then when you're off of it for a sustained amount of time, after taking it for a while, you get really depressed. And so, uh, that sucked. So like that, all that stuff sucked. So it's never going to be worth it for me to do that ever again. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? Like it's not worth all of the emotional, terrible emotional side effects to ever do that again. Mm-hmm. Um, but it did, there were certain things that it did help. It did assist. And I, and I think I genuinely may have needed it, you know, mm-hmm. cause I was not, I was failing everything in, in mm-hmm. middle school. Um, but I wouldn't prescribe it for my kid. I just figure out what are the different strategies I can utilize. And again, like I'm 26, so my age group was fairly it was a fairly yeah, new phenomena. Like the first thing, and they didn't really know how to they didn't really know how to handle it. So, yeah. you know, that's how it goes? We, we
0: gonna we gonna play uh, another Def C track. But before we do so, something that uh has been mentioned, is like a big part of your identity. Like you, you're tall as hell. Yes, I <laughs> am. And
2: I am. like you're, you're a tall rapper. Are you are you are you taller than Mick? Uh, you know, I don't know. I think we're out of eye. To eye. Okay. I think me and Mick might be out of eye. To eye. Do, do y- His a, hair is definitely tall. Do y'all have mine. a relationship? Me and Mick. Yeah. Yeah, we're cool. Yeah, y'all I should. Like Mick a lot. Y'all He's should scaboo. either do a uh, y'all should
0: either do a tall song yeah. together or like you should like take tall shots at him. I uh, really you think I should. <laughs> if y'all, you know, you can hit him up like, yeah, I'm just playing. You know, what I'm saying, but I'm, I'm gonna take, I'm gonna take a, t- a tall shot real Word. quick.
1: I have a third. I have a third option. You throw a concert. Where the, uh, You have like a Like a wall That goes up to a certain level So the only way That they can see the stage Is if they're over 6% <laughs> Yo Yo I'm absolutely About that idea That would be
2: hilarious short people Tend to have the most jokes For me yeah, Like yeah. they tend to crack The most jokes Some about that idea All those people Who got jokes Who are like 5 foot 5 or shorter Don't come to the show I don't need your money You know what I'm saying But like But for real I got tall money I got tall money I got money stacks Bigger <laughs> than you Where did Jay Z
0: yeah. <laughs> so, but, <laughs> but like for how did does that like affect your p- kind of position in, in the rap world because it's like not a lot of tall rappers right like do you
2: like it's, it's me it's snoop it's mick it's uh i heard games tall game
0: is good i heard tall. game is two tall. chains is kind of two chains
2: is tall well they both played ball yeah. they both played college ball <laughs> and uh you know slim thug is like six foot 49 yeah, so you know yeah. it's just pretty much us we all need to do a poppy you, cut yeah, that's what that you're, means you're so
0: you're, you're like so physically imposing but such also like a sweetheart at the same time. <laughs> a, you're yeah, such a exactly. gentle giant thank you thank you
1: <laughs> listeners if you think of any other tall rappers hit us at Ergo Radio <laughs> I'm very curious at we'll, Ergo Radio we're gonna do a collage and we'll have it for sale at the next WeGo show <laughs> <laughs> so we got another track
0: from Obi Def Dev C uh, this one is All My Heroes Did Dope you listen to Ergo Radio 88.5
2: I'm watching heaven from the soap dish. Sat me down for a talk. You the only person I told this. There's no God where I've been. There's no devil where I haven't. Then he fell into the couch and curled up with his relapses. My favorite people on this planet never loved themselves enough. Till eleven steps at a time, the highs always helped him up. The insides like Pompeii, on the outside like a calm day. On a short cliff took a long way, running out their head like pomade. Hard rock, knocking off beat, hot headed, not dreaded. When he often talks, talk, let him saucy. Hot, cold, soft feet, shuffle through the clinic, flops some dishes, and pretend he's rinsing his insides in the kitchen. Heard it safe though, if it ain't broke, a humble shoot. If it ain't coke, then it'll change smoke to substitute. Hard questions: Will he get killed by a cancer or bugs? about a cold trained free notes to dance in his blood? Full of bloodshot, hair full of locusts. Two words I couldn't say no to, soak this bittersweet sun on my own skin, cold kiss. Lit all the time, I was a radiant shower. In college, I double major and escaping it now. I was rolling up. So important, cuss sipping more Enough was a word I didn't have a definition for All the drugs I was doing is still hollow Ashen black and miles and empty pill bottles And I just sat there while I suffered in silence My whole diet consisted of like hunger and rhyme And I was half gone, rust the brass arm Dust in the glass palm, rushing the last songs. 20 hours a day with a bottle in my mouth And there little Adam was, watching from the couch don't be Look where Look
3: at where I am
0: You're back at Ergo Radio. That was Def C. Yeah, yeah. Got the new project damn near grown. Yes, sir. Go cop that. Go get it. Go get in tune.
2: Yeah.
0: Uh so we, we're having a good time. This is a this is a special episode. Uh not only because you were like <laughs> one of my good friends and one of the people that I've known longest in this community we're a part of. Uh, but also you are like the first white guest we've had for yeah. Ergo. You were like, you're like. The the groundbreaker yeah. of, of of whiteness. I like, beat I, I
2: beat Kevin Colville to a token white be, boy. <laughs> <thing>. you, you <laughs> a hip hop related token white the, boy the, thing. The Shouts out to Cobble
0: <laughs> That's so funny. I was definitely about to come with a Kevin Cobble <laughs> joke within the next five minutes. But y'all like Daniel has like reinforcement. Y'all gotta be out. Outnumbered. <laughs> oh, no, 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 no. I wanna, <laughs> Ayo, Daniel, I wanna, Daniel, if something goes down, y'all, 5736, South University, come get me in case they My start bad. tripping
1: on me. I'd like to clarify one thing. <laughs> we are in no, first of all, I'm standing on Damon's side. We always, it's the two of us versus the guest. I think of every, mat, every interview as a competition. Um, but yeah, no, I mean, I was really trying to resist the reverse Jackie Robinson joke because that's pretty played. But and then Nate, Nate Marshall went Facebook. ahead and made it on Facebook. What's so, <laughs> so left, Nate Marshall? For, Absolutely for doing that for us. Uh but but to kinda
0: we're being playful, but to kinda be serious. Um one thing i respect I've had conversations with like homies like I think Rage and some other people. Uh and Dan, you kinda you kinda fit into this too. Um like I really admire or respect um the way you um account for your privilege and position in the world in a way that is like not colorblind, mm-hmm. but also to some extent it it feels like denounce. The idea of whiteness and denounce your whiteness and like the privilege given to you from that or the power given to you from that. Um, and and do you was that was that like an accurate description? Yeah, or, I mean it was a, it was great. I'll take what I get. <laughs> Thank yeah yeah. But we like we like because you know um, you're inhabiting a culture that is like in a lot of ways formed in resistance mm-hmm. to whiteness, and I think. It, can, it has often been
2: problematic, and you do a good job of being a counter-narrative. I, um, I mean, I, I just, I, I think for me, a lot of it is, right, like, how whiteness works is you want to make everything about you in the ways that you want. And you don't want to make it about, you know, you want to avoid making it about you in ways that make you look like the bad guy. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? And I, mm-hmm. and I think you just got to be willing to accept that whiteness is a bad thing. White supremacy is a bad thing.
1: That's also an interesting distinction there. I think yeah. that's a super important distinction. Yeah. Well, as people interrogating our own, I, don't know, I won't say our, interrogating my own privilege, I think like those two pieces have to be separate, um, though they play hand in hand. Sorry, I didn't mean to interrupt. No, I it's think all that, good. Yeah. The power the power structure is different from the existence. I would
0: think that, I think the existence is, is I'm going to argue that. I think the existence, whiteness is created and formed through white
2: supremacy.
1: Yes, I completely agree. With that. <laughs> this is. We'll a, 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 we'll let we'll but let, we'll let him continue. It's the, I, think <laughs> it's the, I think it's the I think it's the
2: difference between like personal identity, right, exactly. and the power structure as well. Right. And for for me, it's just kind of like, you know, uh, when you're a, a white person, you can't control that you were born white, but you can control how you respond to white supremacy, white privilege, and whiteness. And then how can you then subvert that whiteness? Uh, so that other people who are not white can benefit from it, right? And can benefit from that privilege. So I'll give you a practical example. I've done a lot of shows where the everyone on the bill is a guy, right? Mm-hmm. Or is a man. So a way I could subvert my male privilege is to start booking women to perform at those shows. You see what I'm saying? Yeah. Yeah. And I think in 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 that way, I've always had white fans. Uh, Starting with when I went to college, I had people who were white who would come up to me and would say things like, uh, you know, you don't sound like everybody on the radio. You're smarter than everybody on the radio who raps. And like I heard that and like I speak that code. So like I knew what that meant (laughs) is it was like, well, white rappers are better than black rappers because of this, this and this. And it's not true because if you ask me who my favorite rappers are, who the best rappers of all time are. It's going to be an all-black list. <laughs> like, Eminem is not on that list, which can be another conversation, I <laughs> guess, at some other point. But, you know, like, that list, are, there's very few white people on it. Um, so that's kind of how I've always uh, seen it. And for me also, like, I never consciously, I you know, I consciously think about whiteness and white supremacy all the time, but I never really consciously think about my actions or how I act. I just see it as, like, I live by by, like, A handful of basic principles and one of them is treat other people how you want to be treated a and then b if you see somebody who's being hurt you got to help them out because that's your responsibility as a human being Mm -hmm. is to help that other person out and to use what you can do to help that other person out you know what i'm saying and so like a lot of that and also if you see like whatever is harming that person that's what your fear and your ire and your anger should be directed at not at the person who's being hurt by it
1: yeah i mean i think one of the one of the tensions in here one of the frameworks that was helpful at least for me in learning how to think about these things and be focused on it is the idea of taking up space and that's not physical space though it can be but it's like in a room like whose voice is being heard who is having the eyes look to them uh for you you know i i deal you, you you see it all the time like we was working at, a, at an event, at an open mic thing where I'm not in charge. Like, I have no information. <laughs> there are three black women who are running it, and the staff person keeps coming up to me and asking what's going on, mm. and I keep saying talk to them, and I keep saying talk to them, and they keep coming back mm-hmm. to me, right? So some of it is learning how to deflect that better, but how do you think about taking up space, especially as a, a mentor figure and as a teacher, where you're trying to help people learn how to write their stories. Mm. And there are pieces of that story that you don't share. I and mean, also so big
2: <laughs> Yeah, I know, in general. Well, I think a lot of times it's recognizing when I need to be somewhere. Right. And when I don't need to be somewhere, when uh, I need to take, like, it's all about recognizing when you're needed and when you're not needed. Right. Mm. So, if there's a protest and the organizers of the protest have asked that it be a black only space, I don't need to be in that space, but I can promote it so that anybody who's black and wants to be in that space can be there. Wow. Yeah. And so that like I can um the word I'm looking for, amplify. Yeah. I can amplify those voices, so that's what I can do. That's a way that, like, I'm always going to take up space. Like, I'm a white guy who raps, <laughs> so I'm always going to take up space. I'm a white guy who works with primarily students of color. I'm gonna always take up space, but a lot of that is like me then giving that space over uh, to people who are not white. You know what I mean?
1: And facilitating.
2: And facilitating, right? So it's like, like I said, it's kind of difficult. I I act based on those principles that I was referencing, right? Um, And it's really difficult for me to articulate them because this isn't like a feeling issue for me, mm. just as much as it's a thinking issue. Mm. And a lot of my instincts when it comes to this kind of stuff, because I've been thinking about it for so long, right. are a lot... It's like a lot easier for me to act than it is for me to talk about it or address it, which is why, you know, I don't write as many songs about it. Because if I'm addressing it, I want to make sure I'm intentional. and I want to make sure that I'm saying the right thing. That's <laughs> So what, I mean, I think... Like While you guys also are ju- being okay with like yeah. being uncomfortable right. when these conversations exactly.
0: happen. Exactly. I think I think that's a, a shrimp. So like I think you guys are both just like good people, right? And and I think that is a big part of like this conversation that we're having. Just like the empathy, basically, you know, treat the golden rule of the whole thing. But I think there are a lot of genuinely good, empathetic. Yeah people who can't understand, even when it's explained to them, the mm-hmm. idea of privilege and power and space. So what do you think it, it was about your environment or about growing up or about the experiences you had that gave you the the lens to be able to interrogate this so
2: effectively? So I have uh, two god sisters who are uh, black and they grew up in Cabrini Green. Wow. So my mom would, from a very young age, would drive me over to Cabrini Green because she, she wouldn't be able to hire a babysitter. She'd drive me over to Cabrini Green for their softball practices. So from a very young age, I'm looking at something like, well, why do they live here? Right. And why do I live here? Why do they look the way I look and live where they live? Why do I look the way I look and live the way I live? So like constantly questioning things and not thinking about things in terms of myself, but thinking about my you know how things are in terms of other people. Right. And I think a lot of white people can't really like sit back and look at themselves from an outside perspective and say, how am I being harmful in this situation? How is what I'm saying harming somebody else in this situation? And then what that ends up turning to is a kind of defensiveness where a lot of white people are like, well, you're just overly sensitive. Mm-hmm. Or a lot of white people are like, oh, I'm just playing devil's advocate. It doesn't <laughs> right. really mean that much. You know what and I mean? I, and,
0: I, and I think due to segregation, uh, a lot of people don't have those like physical experiences of like, you know, having to ask those questions at a young age. Like right. you
2: just don't interact. Or in general, being in close proximity with people of color then you have an understanding that people have, it's it's not a monolithic thing. Yeah. Like no one's culture is monolithic <laughs> or a living stereotype. That people all people are three dimensional. People have differences, but you gotta accept everything about them until they give you a reason to like reject them, if right. that if that makes any sense. So I think if they're doing harm. Right, exactly. If they're harming other people. Like and at that point then but When it comes to issues of race and privilege, if you're if you've if no one's ever told you that the way that you make them feel like is harmful. And if that's not something that you've been okay with hearing, like how you've messed up or the mistakes you've made, if you're not okay with, you know, people telling you that and apologizing and then trying to fix it, then, of course, the only position you're ever going to take is a defensive one.
1: But the problem with that is then it puts the burden on the people who are being hurt to then tell you that they're being hurt. Yeah. And that's not a role that's fair to ask. I mean, that's... I agree. That, so that's where, like, decent folk... That's, like, where basically you and I and all the, and the other folks... Like, that's where we can come in. Basically, so I've been toying with this idea as a segment on the show. We won't do it this week. Basically, Daniel goes and gets his cousins. <laughs> right? <laughs> that's like, amazing. The things that... That's amazing. Like, folks who look like us do every day that... Like we can see, not that we see every, you know, I, I'm i blind to all kinds of stuff, mm-hmm. but like that's on us. Mm-hmm. So where are the ways that you think, um, you know, not speaking for anyone else, but for you, like, where are the ways that you feel like you're coming up short in recognizing where this shows up, basically?
2: Uh, I don't think I talk about it enough. I think that's mm-hmm. one. I think I fall short there. I think I fall short with explaining it as well. Like, I feel like I could do a way better job of explaining.
1: To other white folks or to
2: who? To, to other white folks. You know what I mean? Like, um, and I always like try to direct people. I, I read a lot. So that informs my moral compass when it comes to this kind of stuff. So I read a lot of, um, I read a lot of theory. And, you know, Peggy McIntosh, who did the unpacking the knapsack about white privilege mm. or unpacking the invisible knapsack. I, I always forget the title. But like, I, that that's kind of like go and re- if you're a, if you're a white person and you want to learn about white privilege and whiteness that was something that's written by a white person that like will articulate all of the different facets of white privilege and white supremacy in how they exist on a daily basis
1: Peggy McIntosh.
2: Uh yeah, all I right. believe that's her name. Google I could it be people. wrong.
1: Yeah, but google it. And we'll put the link up on Twitter and stuff Ooh, like that. Right. Yeah. Right. Yeah. yeah. So, f- and if in a- the public. Ergo reading list out here. <laughs>
2: and when it comes to like like again, I would say that like I I I don't I need to figure out a way in which I can explain it better and more in cleaner because I never want to say anything that's like super messed up. And I think that's also where I fall short is you got to be comfortable with making mistakes in how you talk about it and having people correct you and being like, all right, my bad and take ownership of it and being like, "Okay, so now I have to figure out what I have to do better next time.
1: How about you, Dame? I mean, for and it's similar to a question we asked Kush when she was here. But like, for the folks who sit in our position, you know, that Adam and I share, you know, the pieces we share. Like, what are the things you see folks like us do over and over again that you're like, please, that's like the th- just don't do that. Uh, I put you, I
0: put you yeah, right on the spot. I didn't even think of it like. <laughs> or, uh,
1: or yeah, what works, what doesn't work for you? Yeah, so so
0: I think, um. I think just the taking up space is, is is what I'm becoming the most acutely aware of, and, and particularly for those who get racism, right, uh, but don't fully understand white privilege. Um, and, and so I think what you're saying of, like, using the space that is given to you to create space for others mm-hmm. is, like, what is needed, because there are sometimes, like, you know, the, the whole ally thing of, like, I want all of the attention for being anti-racist when it's like if a black yeah. person said the same thing they, w- they wouldn't get a standing ovation uh,
2: and also like that's always made me super uncomfortable is, is white people who are like i'm an ally yeah i'm an anti-racist <laughs> and i i've never referred to myself as that because it's just like it's being a good human being yeah, like you, those you, are inherently good human characters if you're
1: looking for a label it means i mean there's a lot of reasons to do things but that doesn't strike me as the right reason mm-hmm. yeah so
0: so and, and then and then sometimes like those people who are just like cool or good people, right, um, still get too comfortable. Yeah. And so they think that they're like, they're being good or them not yeah. being like overtly bigoted or like prejudiced. Um, that they can like say things that just, even if it is love from your position, right? I'm not like really trying to hear your joke about, oh, that was ratchet or though like, yeah. really, yeah, really. I think the, the overuse of of slang of like, oh, I'm cool and like I- I'm plugged into black Twitter it's usually it's like ah uh, you don't yeah. you don't need to make that joke like it's it's all right you didn't hurt my <laughs>
1: feelings but it's just kind of more corny yeah. than anything. Yeah, but I mean actually that brings up something interesting and I want to you know we don't have a ton of time but I want to get to it a little bit with you is thinking about uh Adam for you code switching. Yeah. and how that works because I do think like your voice on a record is super interesting mm. as a balancing act to that but how do you think about rap voice teacher voice uh yca teaching voice versus oprf teaching voice all that stuff just on the street
2: voice. yeah i mean i i I talk i i pretty much like i'm very conscious of how i talk so I'm, i'm very aware of it all the time and now that i'm in the classroom a little bit more like i'm starting to be aware that like the way that i talk in certain spaces isn't the best so i've been trying to find ways to clean that up you know what i mean
0: not the best how
2: not the best like you know if i talk how i'm talking with my friends Around a group of students, right? Especially like students of color who don't know me. Right. You know what I'm saying? Like it looks like I might be mocking them. Mm. You see what I'm mm-hmm, saying? Mm-hmm. And that's in and, and regardless of what my intent is, that's the impact. Right. So I gotta change what I do and how I act in those spaces. Mm. And um, I think just across the board, I've been thinking about that a lot lately, and yeah. thinking about code switching. So like there are moments on this album where I'm like listening to myself rap. I'm kind of cringing here and there just because mm. like. You know, if that's not how I would talk in real life, or that's not how I talk in certain settings, and it was how I talked at the time that I wrote the songs, but you know, I just need to clean that up.
1: Where now I, that you're damn near grown? Now yeah. that I'm damn near grown, <laughs> man, there I, it is. I, yeah, I
0: appreciate the this introspection, man. It, this was it was great to to like hear you express because a lot of it I was able to observe. So it's, it's it's good to hear you put words to it. Real quick, couple mm-hmm. quick segments, uh, just off the spot. You listen to the show, so you might should know. Yeah. If
2: you had to have beef with an R&B singer, who would it be? If I had to beef with an R&B singer? Any era. Uh, Chris Brown is one. Did Thank you. I've been wondering why it's taking so long. I just don't. I just, you know. Just, like, yeah. Like, nah, he's just the worst kind of thing. Nah. A lot of ways. Yeah. Uh, and also, like, with all of his people around him who just aren't telling him the right things.
1: Right. Uh, From the most benign being the Blonde Tips... All the way right. to the worst? Yes. And like, yeah. just how you treat women. And
2: uh, Robin Thick because... Psh, okay, uh, all and, right. And uh, John B. Ooh. Because me and John B. have been in this battle he doesn't know about... about. Which of us has the sharper lining?
0: Right, right, right. Uh, oh, wow. And
2: um, he's been winning for 20 years. <laughs> so I'm trying to take the crown.
0: You're trying to get, get the white line. Good. I'm doing a good job. Word. So
1: You're actually going to get a crown cut <laughs> into the line. Exactly.
0: So also, you're, you're an educator. Yes. Um, and we, we're we all about the knowledge here on Ergo. So we mm-hmm. got the game. Let me school you youngin'. Okay. We play an old school track. Okay. Um, you see if you know it. Okay. And, and, and if you do, you, you might win something. All right. Let me school you, youngin'. HPK, Ergo
1: Radio.
3: Just appreciate the little things I do Oh, you're the one who's got me inspired Keep on lifting, lifting me high fact it's so good somebody. somebody wants it's so good.
2: we're back yeah uh, I, I messed ju- I we're gonna jump right I into totally it totally failed that we're one. gonna jump right into it no I'm not give gonna I'm not gonna tell you what my guess was cause it was bad. It was no, wrong you guess.
1: gotta throw something out there. Come nah, on, nah,
2: man. man, it was bad. It sounds like it, it. It could. It's like the vocal range of Barry White, of like young. Barry or
1: White. You, it sounds like you were conflicted. Oh the, yeah, I did also
2: say Michael McDonald. I did also <laughs> say Michael McDonald, and I know I was very wrong. <laughs> yes, about both of Yes, you were wrong
0: about both of them. Yeah, uh,
2: it is Teddy Pendergrass. Oh man, yeah, I haven't, I haven't really gotten into Teddy, Teddy as much. Teddy Pendergrass. Yeah, somebody when somebody, so I really screwed when somebody that up. loves
0: you back. So oh, so sorry lose man so many cool uh, points for that one
2: too. Yeah. Especially all with your my students parents
0: and
1: all your parents, all of them. Should <laughs> all, know all twelve of them should know parents. that you are not will first <laughs> in the whole school. It's really a shame because you know every week someone qualifies to win something here, and had you gotten it correct, you would have qualified to win a lifetime supply of MC Search t-shirts. It's a t-shirt <laughs> with MC Search's face in the middle, just looking at you like, what are you doing oh. right now? <laughs> All right, I'm really glad y'all played
2: something I didn't know. <laughs> but you don't want the Search shirt. Nah. Right? All
1: right. Well, I think it's time.
0: I think we're yeah, going to ask you to go. get to work let's go. a little bit. Uh, so, so, let's go. Check, check. Yeah, we always, we always end with a performance. Uh, and you, check, are, check. you are a lyricist, so you're going to have to do it, man. All right. And go radio. Let's do it. And go live.
2: Yeah. Yeah This one's called uh oino Or Lies Rappers Tell Themselves Yeah Yeah Road to the riches But we never pay the total Generation YOLO decorated Mojo elevated solo Toast your chest Slow-mo cess And the osmo stress. Second Secondhand smoke Hope a don't catch Pedal to the flow To the low low wreck Talk real slick With the low cold breath Heavy is the head And the throne don't rest Baby we the kings Of the getting I'm it- Keep it on the low, Joe. give no trust Roll with the winner, so kiss your luck Simps gonna limp and the pimps gonna strut And we mad pretty though like a rap video Stacks in the lap, but we flash in the 50s though Stash in the sack, in the back, won't relax Till we find us a sap for the rap that we pin it on Maybe this an image or a gimmick, a cynic Drawing with it, then what's real is that my kids gon' eat And when we finish with this minutes, We gon' spit on all the critics while we kick it in the window seat And your magazine is gon' love it All this magic cleaning, no scrubbing All your rapping dreams, just don't cut it That's just Vaseline and no loving. Ah! Well, you rhymin', dog. This game just a cult of persona Better reconsider that Kool-Aid cup For another rapper, Gold Jim Jones And they yellin', ballin', with their hands in the air And they risk on global warming Cause that ice get melted down And so when they owing them checks to warn them Cleaning up, mopping glow, strip machine, sprocket show Head to the venue, pocket dough, seen got me rocking joke, Ruin bass and duplicated, stupid rates, no copy code Hit them with the beat till the box explode Kill them with the heat like brinded roses Snow shade, keep a flow like pole raisin Have them on the flow like Holy Roller shouting ghost names Propane barbecue, what I spit is starter fuel So I had them for cash money like Carter too hey Look at that. Thank you, thank you, thank you. You wanna you there wanna there's a lot of there was a lot of gaps where <laughs> I, I was supposed to curse but I did not curse. We appreciate I appreciate that yeah, well, no problem. I, I, you
0: know sometimes we like to we like to cross the line but appreciate you. Yeah no problem. We'll just keep our job. You yeah.
1: wanna go one more? Uh yeah I could do that. You got one more? Yeah. All right, let's hear it. By the way, that beat was Monty Booker off of his Soul Action White label. Yeah. That is fire. Definitely cop that. Uh,
2: Monty Booker, I, I, I apologize. There were a couple of stutters. Please work with me, Monty Booker. He's one of my favorite producers.
1: I think we'll let this, these bars take us on out. Uh, real quick, how can they find your stuff?
2: Uh, D-E-F-C-E-E.bandcamp.com. $12 for a hat. With a free copy of the album when you get the hat, or $5 for an album. Soundcloud.com slash defc defc on Twitter, Facebook. If you plug it into Google, it'll pop up. Cool. Right.
1: we'll right, we'll talk to you next week. Let's uh, go out on these bars. All right, can you turn up the beat a little bit?
2: Thank you. Yeah. Yo. Yeah. Yo. Uh, uh, uh. Yeah, I made an escape tunnel out of paper Back when my classmates was getting higher than Taylor Gang, experimenting with crack cocaine Held back a grade looking older than they age Some of my heroes did dope Some of them did time, some of them did both Some of them put coats on my back like cloaks And sent me back to my mama crib smelling like smoke Laughing like a jackal, puffing on that killer kill But broke down pop lyrics like villain nails That white girl had them thinner than sickle cells and checking through their pockets like it was prison
1: mail. Talk to you next week. Peace. Ergo 88.5 WHPK. Much love.